If it's your first time at the chapel, whether it's here or online, we do welcome you. My name's Steve. I'm one of the pastors here. We've been going through a series, the beginning of the year series called um, "Give uh, Above and Beyond. What does it mean to live our lives above and beyond just existing? Because don't you think existing is just boring? Breathing, waking up, doing what everyone else does. Because God has called us for more. God has called us to greater purpose, greater intent. And I pray that you guys have started 2021 with that. It's exciting. Let me start with a statement. We give to things we value. Let me say that again. We give to things that we value. Now today, the sermon's titled Giving Above and Beyond. And we're going to talk about giving. And when we talk about giving, I know a lot of times that um, at church, suddenly, you know, we're talking about giving and everyone thinks, oh, here we go. Here's another money talk. And yes, unashamedly, we are going to be talking about money, but not just money, because you can give more than money in life, right? You can, you can give your time, you can give your actions, and you can give your words. Pretty much anything you have, you can give. But we go back to that statement, we give to the things we value. The more we value, the more we give. Now, think about time. Let's use time as an example. Think about what you did this week. Think about where your time was spent. I promise you, it's as simple as saying you spent your time doing things that were important to you, that were valuable to you. Work. Work is important. Sleep. Sleep is important. Eating. Eating is important. Friends. Friends are important. Health. Health is important. And all of these things that we find valuable or important, we schedule them in. And we give our time to these things because they are of value. Now, not many of us would have put an art class in our schedule this week. Not many of us would have climbed a mountain this week. Not many of us would have gone fishing this week. And as much as you might think it's because I didn't have time, no, you did have time. You just chose not to do those things because they're not that important. That's why we don't give. It's not because we don't have. It's because we don't value. You know, everyone's got the same amount of time. Yeah, okay, we might all have varying degrees of finances, but everyone's got a mouth. You can all give compliments. You know, we all have people that we can invest into relationships, but the reason we don't is not because of what you don't have. You have it. But the reason we're not generous or we don't give is because you don't value what's on the other side. Now, that's not just time. That, that's also with money, right? The way you spend time. Oh, sorry, the way you um, spend your money. You didn't spend money on things that were not important to you. Simple as that. You spend money on things that you think are valuable. 
And the more valuable you think it is, the more you spend. We give to the things that we value. My wife and I celebrated our 14th year wedding anniversary this week. Thank you. I, um, I, I think you should applaud 14 years of marriage. Not really me. You should really applaud my wife. Good on you, Mel. 14 years. She's as, uh, she's as cute as the day I married her. Aww. Anyway, let's move on. People that have been a part of our marriage for whatever many years would know that um, I don't always get it right. Birthdays, anniversaries, you know, whether it's, you know, sometimes the date slips my mind. Sometimes I get maybe not a gift that is appreciated, you know. Um, But this year, when I wrote this sermon... (laughs) (laughs) So our anniversary was on Wednesday, right? I finished this sermon by Thursday night, and this is literally what I wrote. I did well this year. So on Thursday night, after I had finished my anniversary, I wrote, I did well this year. For example, in the first year of our marriage, I think one of our first gifts that I gave to Mel was a cookbook of recipes. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I learned my lesson. There was one year where I was like, I'm going to get Mel this necklace. And it had this like three circles back when I only had three kids. And, and, and you, you engrave the names of your children on those three. And it's, it was beautiful. Until everyone else around me said, that's rubbish. That's such a rubbish gift, including my wife. So I didn't get that. So, you know, obviously I don't get it right all the time. But this year... I did well. That's what's written. Right? So my wife's favorite flower. Now, you've got to hear the whole story first, okay? So my wife's favorite flowers are roses, but not just any roses, because anyone can buy roses. Right? My wife, North Shore PLC girl, she loves the David Austin roses. There's a picture of them. That's the David Austin roses. Now, nobody can find David Austin roses, but I did, right? They're from a place called David, no, just kidding. It's really really hard to find because they're not in season, (laughs) very uncomfortable. And so I tried my local florist, couldn't source it. I tried my geographic florist, couldn't source it. So I had to go all the way to the top, one of the best florists in Australia, probably the largest florist in Australia, Pearson's Florist. I just want to shout out to Pearson's Florist. I'm ready. I'm ready for your sponsorship any day of the week. <laughs> okay? Anyway, um, numerous phone calls. They had to source it. They had to go buy it. And they called me on Monday. They go, hey, we've got them. And I said, great. Can you organize a bouquet of them out? Wednesday morning, I said, great. I'm not home. But my son, Chris, was home. He took them. I said, Chris, put them in, the, put them in water. And he did. Thanks, Chris. You know, and so we came home. And then my wife comes home. She goes, oh, wow. Look at these beautiful flowers. I said, I'm like, you know, smile here to here going, oh, yeah. David Austin Roses, right? And then other people came. They're like, wow, this is an amazing, beautiful bunch of flowers. And I was like, that's right. 
the man delivered this shit. Right? I'm so proud, right? Did it cost a lot of money? Yes, it did. You know? Like children are starving. <laughs> we forget that, right? But my wife got David Austin roses, right? And this is what I wrote. Because I value my wife very highly, and because, I va- because of her value to me, giving of my time, money, and gifts means nothing. It just is consistent because we give to the things that we value, right? Now, isn't that a wonderful story? Now, let me give you the updated version. So last night, we had some friends over, and these flowers, they're still beautiful. Pearson's florist, great bunch of flowers. I'm happy to be your ambassador, man, right? And we're talking about these flowers, because they're, they're literally, they're beautiful, right? A huge bunch, right? And, you know, we're chatting with our friends, and then they're like, oh, David Austin Rose is so hard to source. And then suddenly, out of the blue, this is not even almost so, out of the blue, my wife goes, you know that um, they're not my favorite? <laughs> and I was like, what? They're like, yeah. You know, David Austin flowers, like I like David Austin roses, but they're not actually my favorite. And I'm, my head is spinning, thinking about all those children that had to miss out on meals, you know. And I'm like, excuse me, my whole 14 years, you have said David Austin Roses, David Austin Roses, David Austin Roses. And finally, I get you David Austin Roses and you're like, you know, they're not my favorite. And so out of curiosity, I said, so what's your favorite? She goes, peonies that are even harder to find, supposedly. Peonies. So Pearson's Florist, I'll put in a, a pre-order now. I'd like some peonies. So even though I wrote I did well this year, I have to retract that statement because obviously... <laughs> Well, next year's 15, so hopefully we'll get it right by 15. Chris Cha, remember, peonies for mum next year, right? Okay? The point is this, we give to the things we value. We give to the things we value. So the question tonight, as much as you might be thinking, if we're talking about giving, Giving above and beyond. You might be thinking, well, oh, pastor's going to say, hey, how are you giving? You know, how come you're not giving? You know, you should be giving more. Actually, that's not the question tonight. The question tonight is this. What do you value? What do you value? What do you value in your life? Because what you value naturally will get your time, your attention, your resources, what you value, you invest your life into that. And if you find yourself not investing your life into something, then the reality is, just call it for what it is, not that important. The question is not, how is your giving? The question is, how important is God to you? How important is the church to you? How valuable is God in your life? Because simply speaking, your giving will always match the value that you assign. The higher the value, the more giving it will go naturally. 
It's not like how much do you give to God? How much time do you give? No, no, you, that's okay. You don't have to answer those questions for me. But the question that we want to wrestle with today is this. How valuable is God in your life? Because you can give me whatever answer you want. I will then look at your giving. I will look at your time. I will look at your finances. I will look at where you invest your life into. And I will tell you whether you are lying to me or whether you are actually valuing God for who he is. What does it mean to give above and beyond? What does it mean to represent that value that you give to God? Now, Scripture speaks so much about giving, so much about value. And I just want to talk about four things tonight that paint a picture of what it means to live a life of giving above and beyond. Number one, it's not about the actual amount. Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, listen, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. To live a life of giving above and beyond has actually nothing to do with the actual amount that you give. It's not about, you know, how much did you give to God or how much time did you allocate to him? Jesus doesn't commend the rich people. Wow, look how much, look how many zeros are on that check. You know, it's not about the actual amount. He doesn't rebuke the widow who only gave two little coins. Giving above and beyond doesn't necessarily mean give more or give big. Jesus says that the poor widow put in more than the others. And if it was based on quantity, that's incorrect because a few cents is is nothing compared to the big gifts that people gave. But Jesus says she gave more. Why? Verse 44, they gave out of her wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. Others gave some, she gave all. That's why Jesus says that she gave more. It's not because of the exact amount, but in her context and her situation, she gave all she could. Friends, giving above and beyond isn't just working out how much more you can give. It's like this, right? If I had this experience in a previous church. Someone came after me, uh, come, came after, me after service and she had this plastic bag. And she goes, I want you to use this. This is a financial gift. I said, wow, that's great. Um, And and she's like, I want you to use this for the sake of your ministry and your church. And I said, great. And I looked in it, and there were just wads of cash. And I was a little bit confused. And I said, how much is this? She goes, oh, it's $30,000. $30,000. I paid, I I bought a car for $30,000, and I've got it in this little... You know, and, and, and you know what? Like, everyone goes, wow, $30,000, right? That's, you know, that's, I don't know, like a good chunk of our budget. 
And you would be impressed with that $30,000 until you find out that the lady is a multi-millionaire and probably spends $30,000 on her dog, her dog's toys, you know? God's not looking at the amount, but God's looking at the situation and the context of that giving. You know, there are people in our church that have given so much over the eight years that we've been around. And not just finances, but time. Uh, there's a guy called Anthony Bion. We kicked him out of Chatswood, but he's, he's now in Burwood. He lived, he, lived he, he was working full time. He lived all the way in Campsie, and he would make his way to Chatswood. And he would be so tired by the time he got here, driving through traffic, and then it's an hour drive home and whatnot. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you would think, man, he's only here for like an hour. You know, like other people are here for like three, four hours, but he's only here for an hour. But the context, Jesus says, they gave some of what they had, but the widow gave all. That's what it means to live a life of giving above and beyond. It's, I promise you, it's not the dollar amount. It's not the quantity of time, but it's what's behind that. God is important enough. It, it's saying my heart says that, that God is so valuable, that God is important enough that I'm not going to give out of my excess, but I'm going to give beyond my excess. I'm going to give whatever I can, whatever that amount is, because of my love for God and the church. It's not about the actual amount. Secondly, it's not about how I feel in that moment. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 7, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Giving above and beyond is not about that special moment. It's not about that one-off where you suddenly feel like, oh man, I just want to give God everything. But giving above and beyond is intentional, it's free, and it's cheerful. Now let me walk through those, right? Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. You know, sometimes people give in the spur of the moment. I've seen it, right? They get convicted by the sermon. The worship was fantastic. They're just in such a great mood. You know, they won lotto that week and they just come to church and, you know what, I'm going to give. I'm going to give big. I don't actually think that God is impressed with that because that's an emotional decision. Because that means that when you're up there, you're going to give big, but then when you're down, you're going to give nothing. It's not about that emotional feel. It's not that impulse give that God desires. But it literally says, give what you have decided in your heart. Do you know what it means to give above and beyond? It means that you are intentional with your giving. It's not about the amount and it's not about the feeling, but it's a part of your life. Offering comes, you reach into your pocket, now, we don't, do, we don't do the old school sort of basket around, right? But back in the day, you did, right? So many times you hear these stories, right? Offering comes around. Oh, it's offering time. What's in my pocket? You know, you pull out your wallet, whatever's in there. You go for the lowest note, you know, jangle some coins around. 
you know, hope that no one sees. The worst one is when you've only got like big notes and you're like, oh, I can't really break it. I can't really put a 50 in and take back a 20, you know, out of the offering basket. That's stealing. Okay, God knows. Right? And you just hope that no one saw you open your wallet, saw those little green flashes. Because then you know someone saw it and you're like, now I have to give it to God because God has seen me. No, God has already seen. Right? That's called compulsion. That's impulse giving. That's not giving above and beyond. That's giving to your emotion and your feelings. Giving above and beyond is, is giving beyond the bare minimum. It's actually thinking about what you want to give. We had this uh, chat over in Burl in the morning, and it was great. This, this one, of the, one of the girls there was sharing, like, her, she, she just knows how much money comes into her bank account. And in her yearly plan, she just went, okay, well, this is how much I'm expecting to get this year, so this is how much I'm going to put aside for God. Bang, done. Intentional. See, sometimes we think giving above and beyond is these big emotional. It's not. It's the consistent, purposeful, intentional giving that is beyond the bare minimum. Giving above and beyond means to be prepared, knowing how much you earn, knowing how much you want to give to God, and coming prepared. That's why we have envelopes. That's why we give online. That set amount. Not only do you come prepared, but you do it out of your free will. You're not thinking about what other people think. You're not thinking about did other people see. You're not trying to show off. You're not feeling the pressure from the pastor who said that the church has murdered. Can I just say, our God does not need your money. You know, these giving sermons, sometimes it's like, you need to give. You need to give to build the kingdom of God. Please. Our God is the richest being in the universe. He doesn't need your coins and notes. He's not up there going, oh man, I hope they give this week. I really need to buy this thing. We don't give because God needs. We give because we value God. Imagine this, right? I turn up to our wedding anniversary. We go out for lunch. We get to this cafe. We stand in front of the cafe. And I pull out my wallet. And I have a look. See what's in there. So, oh, all right. I guess it's finger food today, you know? My wife would not be impressed, right? You would never do that to someone that you value, even your closest, even a friend that you met, right? Hey, let's meet for lunch. Yeah, sure, cool, let's meet up. Just turn up, we're going to rock up, look at your wall and go, oh, okay, I only got five bucks. I guess we're going to Hungry Jack's. You know, you, you would never dishonor that person. It's funny, right? Because we do it to God all the time. Is not God more important than our friends and family on earth? And the final thing is when we give, we, we, you've got to give in joy. God says, you know, he likes the cheerful giver. I, I'll tell you this. I, I, I didn't know this till later. I, I, I didn't learn giving properly till later in my, my Christian faith. I think I only really started tithing what, what I think was, was a proper amount maybe only about 10, 12 years ago. But can I tell you now, I get paid on the first of the month, right? And that's a great day. Everyone loves payday, right? Who doesn't love payday, right? Everyone's sitting around waiting, right? So today is what? 17th? Got ages to go. 
like two weeks ago, right? Far out. I used to get really excited because the money would come in and suddenly I got all this money in my bank account. But as I started to give and I started to tithe and I started to understand my heart behind it and I started to understand the value of giving and the value that I was honoring God with, I can hand on heart tell you that on the first, when I get paid, it comes in and the beauty of internet banking is that I can go straight onto my phone and I know exactly how much I'm giving this year to God and I first thing, bang, send it off. And, and when it says transaction sent, there is a joy in my heart. There is a genuine joy in my heart that knows that I got to honor God with my finance. I'm trying to teach this to my kids. Um, my, my oldest son, he, he had his first cash job. He had to do some, uh, it was hilarious. Uh, one of our neighbors went away for two weeks and she paid him to get the mail, put the bins in and water the plants like every second day. But you know how it rained for two weeks? Right? Mate, what a win, right? Right? Anyway, got paid. Got paid. And I'd go to him, hey, what's the first thing that you do when you get paid? And he's such a sweet kid. He goes, um, say thank you to the person that gave you the money. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that is true. But also that is true on a theological sense too. Because that's our tithe. We're giving thanks to God who gave us that. It's not an obligation. It's not a duty. That's, when you do that, that's not giving above and beyond. You give to what you value. And to what you value, you prepare. That's what giving above and beyond is. Thirdly, it's not about what I have left over. When we give above and beyond, we give God our first and not our last. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. In the Old Testament, the tithe, the concept of the tithe was that you would give your first 10% of your crops and you would give it to the temple, you give it to the church, and then they would use that for the sake of ministry and to feed the priests and the prophets. You gave your first 10%. But you know what we do now? We give our last whatever is left. We spend everything that we need to spend. We invest time in everything that we want to invest time into. And then whatever is left over, oh, Sunday 4.30, I'm free. Let's go to church. Jingle jangle, I've got some notes left after a big week. Let's just give that to God. That's not what God wants. Nor that, that's not what God deserves. I use this example. You're going to hear this a lot. If I went and bought myself new golf clubs, and then with the 30 bucks I had left over, I said, oh, honey, happy anniversary. But check out my new golf clubs. And I'll give you whatever's left over. You can have all of whatever's left over. Would she be impressed? Hell no. Simple, right? In that equation, what is it that I value? Golf. Not my wife. I'm telling you. This is not some like super spiritual topic. This is a very logical topic. You know, when we talk about money, sometimes people make it too spiritual. It's really simple. It's about value. You value God, you give him your first. You don't give him your last. You don't give him your leftovers. 
You know, you come and say to me, Steve, hey, let's hang out. You know, I really want to hang out with you. I really appreciate you as a friend. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, when can we hang out? And they pull out their schedule. Can't do this day, can't do this day, can't do this day, can't do this day, can't do this day. Oh, how about, why don't we do December 22? Do I feel appreciated and valued? No. It's like, you, you're going to do everything else. And then whatever leftover time, you're going to hang out with me. And you're going to tell me that I'm a valuable friend, please. That's rubbish. But that's all we do with God. If that. Some of us wouldn't. God gets nothing. I'm making an assumption that, that we all give and that we all spend time with God. Just not very good at it. But some of, some of us wouldn't give anything to God. And that's okay. But you've got to know that if that's the case, your reality is that the nothing that you give to God is the value that he has in your life. God means nothing to you. You've got to just know that. It's not about what I have left over. If God is your first, then give him your first, not your last. Finally, it's not about what I can see now. Finally, to give above and beyond means to have perspective. So many times we struggle to give because we are bound by the limitations of what is in front of us. We don't give generously because we believe that we don't have enough ourselves. If I give generously to God, I'm not going to have enough money to do the things that I want. We don't give generously because we believe that we need to build our own kingdom. We need to look after our own finances. Therefore, we need to do what we need to do. And then, you know, God can have whatever's left over. And yet in Scripture, it's the complete opposite. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Giving above and beyond means to give with perspective, knowing that it's not your giving. It's not, it's, it's not about how well you can build your life but it's about how well you can trust God with your life. So many of us are saving to build ourselves nice kingdoms and empires on this earth, and we forget, wait a minute, I'm going to be dead soon, and I'm investing into this temporary earth. We lose perspective. But friends, when we have that perspective, we understand that our life is temporary. And if we know that our life is temporary, then our giving will accordingly change. You can't take money and possessions with you to the next life. So why hold on to it so strongly? Friends, show me your schedule. Show me your bank account. And I will show you what you truly value in your life. Now, here's the thing. I don't want you to walk out of here going, oh, man, Pastor Steve made me feel real guilty. You know, I don't really give my time. I don't really give my, you know, I don't give my, my finances to God. No, I don't, want, I don't want that at all. I don't want you to feel guilty. But what I do want to help you is have a reality check today, right? Everyone needs a reality check, right? It's like a checkup, right? A value checkup. I don't care. If you don't give to God, 
I don't care if you don't, if you're not financially giving to the church. I don't care. You know why? Because God, it is purely up to God that we are surviving as a church. Right? I promise you. I'm not sitting there next to the finance team guys going, did this person give today? Did this person give today? Oh man, we're stuffed. Right? Our God is so much richer than anything that we can even imagine. I'm going to trust in God. Okay? I ain't trusting in your jobs, okay? If you don't give time to God, I don't care. Right? Because that's your choice. But what I want to show you is I want you to stop lying to yourself. Okay? Now let's, let's take ourselves out of this church. Let's just go back to the couch, living room, right? Some of you, you're just lying to yourself because with your mouth you go I love God I want to honor God I want to live for God he's the most important thing in my life and yet with your schedule and your bank account is the complete opposite because God gets nothing. And what I just want to say in the most gentle, gentle, gentle way is it's okay, you can stop lying. You ain't fooling God. You might be able to fool people around you. You might be able to fool your spouse. You might be even fooling yourself. You ain't fooling God. You don't have to take that up with me. You've got to take that up with God. For me, I'd rather you say, you know what, I didn't give to the church and, and, and I'm not going to give any time to God because I, really, I don't really believe in God. You know what, I'm like, okay, cool, consistency. All right, that's just consistency. That's like me coming up going, man, I'm going to get healthy this year. Man, I'm going I'm I'm to beef up this year. Man, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm going I'm to go, I'm I'm go into Mr. Big. You guys know the Mr. Big competition? Okay, I'm pretty sure there's a competition called Mr. Big, right? They used to call it Mr. Universe. They just changed the name. It's just Mr. Big, right? You know how funny that would sound? I'm coming out every week on, you know, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become next Mr. Universe. Man, it's my dream. Do you go to the gym? No. Do you go to McDonald's? Yes. You know, are you looking after your, your health? No. You know, you, you would look at me and you, Steve, I really love you, but I think you're off your mind. Can I say the same thing? I feel like saying that to some of you. I want to be a Christian. I want to honor God. I want to live the life that God gave to me. I say, cool. When? (laughs) Today? Tomorrow? Next year? When? Because the whole time, you're just lying. And I'm saying, you will do what, you will give to what you value. You will give to what you value. You can't cheat that. No one cheats that. It's just the fact of life. You will give to the things that you value. And so if it's not God that you you don't value God, then fine. Go play golf. Go enjoy the weather. Go hang out with your friends. They're the things that are important to you. But just don't come and tell me 
They'll come and tell me, oh man, I love God, I love God, I love God. Are you in a life group? Do you care about community? Are you serving the local community? Are you giving your time? Are you giving your energy? Are you... Don't tell me those things. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to butter me up with words. Okay, I, I'm not the one standing at the gate of heaven going, okay, well, you know, yeah, you can come in and you, no, 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 not you. You know, like, I, that's not my job. I'm scared by, I'm scared for some of you that this lie is going to take you all the way to the gates of heaven and then you ain't going to get in. Jesus is going to turn around and go, I'm sorry, I, I don't know who you are. But I told Pastor Steve that I was a Christian. Okay. You know, I, I went to church. Every, okay. But you built yourself a kingdom on earth. He didn't care about my kingdom. As much as giving is an important topic, it's actually linked with value. And the question is, how much do you value God? Because naturally, naturally, if you value God, you will give. You hear of these stories, people giving up their lives for their faith. Gun to the head. Tell me now that you will stop being a Christian, that you will denounce God. And I will let you live. And in that moment, that person thinks about, okay, what is it that I value? Do I value my life or do I value my faith? And they say, well, no. I still believe in God. Bang, there's your life. We give to the things we value. When we value God, when we truly value him and find him important, then we will give. And we will give above and beyond. But if we do not value God, no matter how much time, money you give, it will never be enough. Because you're just doing duty. You're just doing obligation. I want to close with, well, some people are like, look, I, I want to. I want my life to change, and I want my life to start to reflect the value that I, I place God. But I don't know how. Right? So I want to finish with three things, three areas where um, yeah, you can bring about some change in your life to start to reflect what you believe. Okay? Three practical areas. Number one, money. Put your money where your mouth is. Great phrase. I'm pretty sure it. Can, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was made up by a betting company, but we'll just take it anyway. It was. Hey, Pastor May, why are you nodding? How do you know this? We need to have a meeting. Put your money where your mouth is. Literally means put your money in what you believe. Right. Plan ahead on how much you want to give to God this year. Right? You know what's funny? We plan ahead with our finances, if, if we're good with our finances, if we're responsible. You think ahead. You budget, you know. 
You think about, okay, I'm going to earn this much. Oh, you know, maybe I want to buy a car. So, okay, I need to save this amount of money. Or I need to pay tax. Or I need to do this. I need to pay rent. You know, we plan. Why is it that we don't plan with God? But this is one of the first and most practical ways that we can start to learn to give above and beyond. And that is to plan ahead on how much you will give to God and the church. And what that avoids is you walking in, opening your wallet, going, Ooh. If it's important, then it should show on your bank statement. Can I just say that? If it's important, it should show on your bank statement. My wife is very important to me. It 100% showed on my bank statement this week. 100%. We need to learn to give out of our situation an amount that honors God and what you think about him and not just the leftovers of the week because you know what? God deserves more. Secondly, time. Schedule. I'm time poor. I'm really, I'm a, I admit it. I'm not proud of it, but I'm time poor. I have so many children in my house. It's ridiculous, right? I'm time poor. And so for me, actually managing my schedule is even harder than managing my finances, right? I spend, it's crazy, right? And I don't know, I said, not proud of it, but on, on Sunday night, I spend a good 40 minutes staring at my schedule for the week, right? Going this, 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 this. But for me, I do that because everything that is in my schedule is of importance to me. But you know what's funny? If God is important, then you've got to discipline yourself to put him in your schedule too. Great, you came to church, good start. But what about other six days of the week? So schedule, learn to schedule God in. Life groups, schedule it in, right? Time, you know, honoring God, reading, praying, schedule it in. And you know what, I'm not talking about chunks. I'm talking, mate, if you're going from zero, just go, just go for two minutes. Just start little, but start to schedule that in intentionally. And thirdly, serve. How will you serve our family this year? Are you using the talents that God has given you once again? It's not about, you know, how many ministries can I serve? It's about whether you really thought and considered your situation, yourself, the church, God, and thought, how can I best serve our family this year? How can I best give back to God of what God has given to me. Money, time, serving. Three very simple and practical ways. You want help about stuff like that? We can help you. We can help you. Our finance team, they can help you with money management. I can help you with scheduling. We can help you find places to serve. But don't sit there. Don't sit there and go, yeah, yeah, I love God, I love God, I love God, and and it not translate into your life. All right, let me finish up. We give to what we value. And I want to close by flipping the relationship. Because God gave to what he valued, us. 
God gave his one and only son, Jesus. He gave up his most precious to us. And you think, why would God do that? Why, why would God give up his own son to die and take the sins of all these idiots on earth? God could just knock everyone out. Stuff you all. You don't want me? I don't want you. Bang. But he gave his son because he valued you. While we're still sinners, Christ died. God gave. So a lot of times we talk about the sacrifice of Jesus, but we, we forget of why that sacrifice was made, and it's because he valued you. I'm telling you now, 100%, my son is here, he can witness this. I would never, I would never sacrifice him for any of you. Lucky. Maybe your other siblings, maybe, but not you, mate. You're my firstborn. I would never, not even come close. Like, I like you guys. I love the church. But there is no way that you are more valuable to me than my son is. And yet God gave up his son for you. So what does that say about you? Even in your sinfulness and your rebellion, even though your lives are messed up beyond, God still thought, you, my son and my daughter, are so valuable to me, are so important to me. I'm going to give my son to die on the cross for you. Crazy. But it's the same principle. God gave to what he valued. And I believe God tonight is challenging us to do exactly the same thing. Give. Give to what you value. But now the question is, you've got to work this out. What is it that you value? And my heart and my prayer is that you will value God. Because there is no one like God. There is no creator, controller of the universe, but God. If you believe that, if you value that, if you value your life, if you value your future, then you will naturally give. And I pray that when we give, we will give above and beyond. Let's pray.